Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. It's the 1st of March, 2023. I'm recording this February 28th, 2023, but it's coming out on March 1st. Some important news today. Mac Rhodes, the athletic director at Baylor, spoke about the potential for the Pac-12's demise and what that might mean and how the Big 12 needs to be prepared uh, that were a situation. Also, is the Big 10 still going after Pac-12 schools? There might be some news on that front as well. Make sure you guys follow the show at LOBig12 on Twitter if you guys want to get us that way. I'm at Josh Neighbors underscore. Please subscribe here on YouTube if you're watching that way. Tell your friends about it. Like the videos. It's the best way to keep this thing growing. It really does help us out a whole lot over here. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you guys can't watch the show on YouTube, you guys can catch us that way. Still in Costa Rica, so none of the bells and whistles on the production, but still giving you guys that five-plus days of Big 12 action a week. And I'm not saying, you know, hey, be lucky you have it, but I'm having to shoot the video and then convert the video and then send it to our friend Zach Blackerby, the head of Locked On College Channel, just to get this thing up. Uh, it's a whole process, but I promised you guys five-plus a week. You guys get five-plus a week. That's the way we work right here, Locked On Big 12, both video and audio. All right, let's get into it. Today's show brought to you all by the FanDuel Sportsbook. America's number one sportsbook, official sports betting partner of both the Locked On Podcast Network and the National Football Leagues. So obviously, we're really glad to have our partners at, um, obviously, the FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, so today's show, we're really going to focus on like where the winds are shifting right now. And I have been pretty steadfast. I have told you all that I think, for the most part, the, big, uh, the Pac-12 is going to get a deal done, a television deal done. And I've been mostly leaning that way. Um, it felt very possible the Big 12 could pick up some of those schools. It's not out of the you know, realm of possibility right now that they could do so as well. I think we have to factor that one in. But I think I'm going to move now where I am on this. I think I'm now at a point where I'm pretty comfortable saying I'm 50-50. I'd say, wow, Josh is comfortable being noncommittal. Great. No, what I'm saying is I think with the way that news has trended as of late, we can safely say that there is no safety for the Pac-12 right now. Between public remarks, between what's being reported and disputed, there are so many factions outside right now creating noise. There's obviously the heat on George Klyavkov. There are the Pac-12 presidents and athletic directors. There are, you know, there are the Stanford and Cal's of the world that are high academic standards and, you know, there's questions about their commitment to football. There are Oregon and Washington who see themselves as very strong brands, right? Two schools that have made the CFP and two schools that would definitely add value to a conference like the Big 12. And also, they're better brands than some of the Big 12, uh, Big 10 brands. Um, but, you know, some of those brands, the Big 10, at least it sounds like right now, are on the fence about whether they want to add them or not. And also, too, like, you know, there are some pretty decent academic institutions. They have the four corner schools where, eh, you know, We've got two schools in Arizona who have kind of liked the idea, floated the idea of maybe them going and joining uh, the, you know, the Big 12. It's been kicked around there. And also Utah, they came from the, you know, obviously the Mountain West Conference and uh, obviously joined the Pac-12. And so they're kind of used to being on the move and have found their home. But you know, I think that they're trying to keep the momentum going and don't be, want to be in a lower league. And you got Colorado, right, already been in the Big 12 before. So there's kind of all these different groups in the conference then you have television networks, ESPN, Fox, uh, the two big ones, right? And then there's CBS, who's out now. There's Amazon, who's involved. There's Apple TV Plus. There's other suitors that could be there in the digital space. And there's the Big 12. And then there's the Pac-12, right? So everybody has an angle. 
Think about that when you all see information come out. I'm not saying all the time about everything, but when it comes to this situation, most parties involved do have some kind of angle, right? The Pac-12, you know, it's George Klyavkov and company. They want to keep this thing together. A lot of the Pac-12 schools would like to, but there are certain there's a certain price point that I think a lot of them will say, eh, it's not worth it for us anymore to do so. There are television networks that want the best deal possible, right? Maybe a Fox says, well, we'd love to have Oregon and Washington involved uh, and not have to pay a full Pac-12 price, $30 million, whatever it is per school, and we'll take a one-time, you know, pay them $50 million per school per year as, a past, you know, as opposed to trying to you know, pay $100 million, whatever it is per year. ESPN, same concept, right? Ooh, we get Oregon and Washington programming on our network. Uh, I'd like to do that, please. Uh, but I don't want to have to pay for Washington State and Cal and Oregon and Stanford and, you know, uh, or excuse me, Washington State, Cal, Oregon State, Stanford, places that might not care as much but are strong academic brands. So this stuff is all being shuffled around. There's a lot coming out. And I found it interesting that we got some news from one Mac Rhodes who spoke and he said, you know, talking about the situation, he says the Big 12 needs to be prepared. And I think it's a really, uh, you know, for what might happen. He said, quote, I am certainly not rooting for the demise of any particular conference, but I'm also looking out for what is best for Baylor. And what is best for Baylor is really a really strong, uh, really, really strong Big 12. And one that secures its future, but not over just the next six years, but beyond. Rhodes recently said on uh, 365 Sports. There is a short game, but also a long-term game for this. I want you guys to hear this, all right? There's a short-term game, short gain, but also a long game for this. It is dependent on what happens among the Pac-12. There may be movement if whatever media deal they are able to strike is not satisfactory. We have to be prepared for that. And I think if we are, if that was to happen, again, looking out for the Big 12, how do we strengthen ourselves, end quote? I'll tell you what, guys, as somebody who covers the Big 12 and likes the league, obviously, very much, uh, this was a really refreshing take to hear from an athletic director. Because the one thing that I've talked about a lot, and I know, you know, if you are returners, you all have heard me say this. If you are new to the show, we're glad to have you, but I think it's very something, something very, very important to focus on, is that the whims of Brett Yormark might not always be the whims of the ADs and the presidents. Brett Yormark's job not is not just to further the conference, but also has to convince the athletic directors and the presidents, and the, the stakeholders really is what I'm trying to say, the stakeholders at each school that things like expansion are worth it, right? Because when you think about, you know, the job of a Gene Taylor, a Jamie Pollard, a new Ren Baker, you know, at West Virginia, their job is to further, is to further their school's athletics maximize the student-athlete experience across all sports, make good hires, raise money, all of those, they all, they all kind of go hand in hand, right? Uh, because if you, know, if you make a good student-athlete experience, i.e. good coaches, winning, nice stuff, you know, not, you know, uh, good experience, obviously, you know, NIL opportunities, I guess now. Like if you can do all those things, you're getting more kids, you get more good coaches, et cetera, et cetera. You know, winning begets winning in all facets of college sports. But also, you know, you have to think like, okay, there are times where Brett Yormark wanting to further the league's interests could be in direct conflict with uh, with the schools, right? So let's just say if they if the Big 12 out of Arizona 
and they weren't able to get them as a full partner right off the bat. Well, that would require, you know, a full financial partner, as I'm saying, that would require the current Big 12 schools to give a little bit. And I'm not saying Kansas, I'm just using Kansas State as the example. How willing is Kansas State to give some of their money over? How willing is, uh, is Iowa State? How willing is West Virginia? How willing are these other schools to play ball, to be generous? And, you know, I think from the long-term view, Brett Yormark might say, well, I'm not maximizing your profits right now, but we got a deal done. The Pac-12 couldn't. They still have a valuable property, which is that late-night programming, right? The Oregon and Washington plus late-night programming potential plus you know, Utah is a, a school that's winning, you know, playing. They're playing in Rose Bowls, right? Rose Bowls are, are, are obviously massive television industry type things. And they've been dominating that. They're playing conference championships. They're winning conference championships. They're play, you know, they're beating Oregon's twice. They're beating USC's twice. That's happening. They've got things that people do want to see. You know, how, how, do we, how do we get that? Then for the Big 12, you're trying to say, okay, we can have a piece of that. We can have some of that. There is a chance that it might cost us in the short term. And, and um, you know, I, I think for Brett Yormark, like, that cost, you have to obviously, like, you, you have to sell the schools on that cost. And also you have to sell the schools on, like, it might not be that much of a cost, right? What if you bring in schools like Utah and Arizona and Arizona State and Colorado and they start winning games, playing in bowl games, you know, and, and uh, playing NCAA tournaments and, and going far in those things – Adding to the you know the more money that we're already making right now per school, like that is a very real possibility, and so you've got to sell the conference and say basically, guys, all right, this short-term potential loss or whatever it is might be worth it because the next time when the television deals come up, I've said this a whole lot, there is going to be a situation where it could be three major conferences. The ACC is locked in until 2036, and also I'm skeptical about the ACC's health. After that, think about this, guys. Think about how much money the SEC and the Big Ten are making right now. Think about the fact that they're both probably going to be able to have television deals that come up again before 2036. If you are Clemson, if you are um, Miami, if you are North Carolina, if you are Duke, if you are Florida State, and another conference comes calling, you know, the, the ACC, while I think they have a good chance to make a lot of money, I'm a little skeptical about how much money they're going to be, you know, can they catch the SEC? Uh, can they catch the Big Ten? I, don't, I really don't know. I don't, I don't think so. So maybe going and being a part of the league is right there. And, and you know, so that, that's something they're going to have to face and that comes up. But also, they don't go to market until 2036. The Big Ten will. They'll be they'll be there before. And there's a 2030 is when they go back. The, the SEC will have to see what the, you know, when the dust settles on their television contract. I forgot how far it is now. We'll see when theirs settles, how much further after. And also the Big 12, we know, will be back. Uh, to market 2031, I believe is what it's going to end up being. And so if there's no Pac-12, then there's one less competitor going to market. And while the Big Ten and the SEC are the big show right now, there is a chance that, you know, uh, obviously the Big 12 can be a part of this. The Big 12 can be a huge part of Fox, of CBS, of NBC, of ESPN, filling out their TV lineups because if they add more schools in the right places that do the right things, they're going to be a really great uh, and, and once again, I hate to say complimentary piece, but, you know, like TCU's now championship game this year. They're going to be adding a lot of value with some of the schools that they have, man. They're going to be adding a lot of value to those t- TV partners and have a chance to be the show. It's going to help 
all of the schools. It's going to benefit all the schools in the long run if there's one less power conference. And the Big 12 is one of the power conferences offering late-night ball on the West Coast because that is a commodity. Those are time slots. They put games there all the time. And there's really only a few conferences. You know, There's one conference right now that offers a lot of late games that are Power 5 quality. It's the Pac-12. The Big Ten is going to be able to do that with USC and UCLA, but obviously it's only two teams, and they have to play both home and road games. So it's going to be a you know uh, a balance of how many games they're actually going to play late at night, football, basketball, all those things. So think about you know, the major conferences that are offering it. It's going to be like it's going to be the, you know the Big Twelve. They snag some schools, and also the the Big Ten. Uh, they could be offering it too. So I think that's something that we have to consider here with all of this. And I like the fact that it sounds like Mac Rhodes is on this page. He is thinking about this. He has thought about this. And I like that comment that he made about this and saying, you know, I don't want the Pac-12 to go away, but we have to be ready to go, guys, if there's something happens. Here's another quote from him. There is so much about the SEC and the Big Ten, and there is no reason why the conversation can't be about the SEC, Big Ten, and Big 12. It's a great point because, and look, like the ACC is there, but I think what he's talking about here is the fact the ACC is locked up in their own TV purgatory for a long time. And nobody is talking about the ACC because what is there to talk about? You can't poach their schools right now. And they can't really poach anybody else's. It feels like they're not going to be poaching anybody else's schools because the amount of money that they're making, guys, the revenue distribution, like unless they had a home run the TV partners are really super excited about, they can't really add a whole lot of value. They can't. A television contract's bad. It keeps them together, but it's a bad TV contract. They signed it for way, way, way too long. It might hurt some of their member schools. It also sounds like it's really hard to get out of for some of those schools. So he's thinking about the the conversation being with these three schools. I think it's really, really, you know, impressive. Um, he goes, it would be disappointing to be quite frank. And, uh, you know, where I go first is the brand of the conference, which means the impact on recruiting. Conversations with my head coaches in terms of brand building and linear space. I, and this is in relation to what it would mean to have a deal just on streaming. Ever, I know everyone talks about cord cutting, but TV is still the way people follow college athletics. If you think about not just the event itself, but the shows throughout the week and even on game day with Fox, think about, every, about game day and their shows. I think it would be a big disappointment for the athletic directors and the coaches. He is talking about this visibility, the value, especially for conferences, guys, like the Big 12 and the Pac-12, where there's some questions about some of the brands, you know, their visibility. Like, you know, the Big 12 is going to be providing something to these middle-tier brands that they want. You know, they'd say middle-tier, but, like, if you're not in the SEC, you're not in the Big 10, it feels like you're being called somewhat middle-tier at this point as a TV product, right? And so the exposure really matters for your Kansases of the world, right? I mean, that... You know, being that noon game and having college game day, like, that's big for KU football. It meant a whole lot, guys, for what's what's happening, going to happen in the future with that program. It means a whole lot right now with what's going on there. That program's taking steps forward. It's tough to say. You know, if they're on Apple TV Plus last year, like, what's going to happen? Like, it's hard to capitalize. But television is a huge part of that momentum. ESPN's college game day. And then, you know, getting that noon kick move to, to FS1 at noon was – Huge to parlay that. You know, people are switching channels to go watch that game. I know I did. And so I think that stuff is so important. And he is spot on here, Mac Rhodes is, when he is discussing this. And I think a lot of those, you know, it's saying it's, it's disappointing to the coaches. Talking about attracting player talent, it'd be more difficult to attract coaching talent if you're not playing games in good windows and good time slots and all that stuff. So I think 
Mac Rhodes approach, I'm going to sign off on that. I'm going to, I'm 110% going to sign off on what Mac Rhodes is saying. Um, and I think now, you know, once again, about my original point, like, they need to consider, there is a 50, is there a 50-50 shot? And that's kind of the question. You're like, is there a 50-50 chance now the Big 12 is is going to poach these schools? It Or, or you know, these school, this conference is going to fall apart? You know, the Big 12 wants to be in prime position if they do. They want to be in prime position. I like the fact that Mac Rhodes saying, we better be ready. And look, that's not a shot at Brett Yormark because we know Brett Yormark wants to expand. Like, he's not telling Brett Yormark, you better be ready, Brett. Guys, is anything that Brett said, would it tell us that he's not prepared, that he is not ready, that he is not focused on this? I think this was a message to other athletic directors. I think Mac Rhodes was saying, guys, we need to be prepared. We need to be ready. I think we have to, I think we definitely have to assess uh, that perspective, that, that part of it. I think he's trying to make this point here, and I think he's right. I think he's right. Once again, I understand that athletic directors, their job is to enrich and, and make the student-athlete experience and the, obviously, coaching experience as good as possible at their school. I fully understand that. But also, I like the fact that, hey, you're part of a, like, you're part of a conference. Uh, and you're part of a conference right now, you know, because, you know, like, you know, if you could have been part of a better conference, you would be there. So you have to look out for number one. But what if we strengthen your position as a whole by adding more to the conference? I think it's a great point by Baylor AD Mac Rhodes. Quick word from our sponsors, and we'll hit on the idea, is the is the Big Ten still targeting some Pac-12 schools? But first, a word from our friends at the FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, the number one sportsbook in America. You guys have heard me talk about it before. I, I've said this a bunch, guys. I'll say it again. Their interface is by far the best interface of any of the sports betting apps. And right now, you guys can go and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back. You'll receive that in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Just download the FanDuel app. It's safe, secure, super easy to do. You guys can log in. Uh, you know, you guys make your login, whatever. And then place your first bet. Make sure you guys use FanDuel.com slash locked on. And get up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and the NFL as well, but obviously it's basketball season, so the NBA. All right, so some more comments or more another report that was pretty interesting that I think some folks that we're talking about. And shout out to my guy Dylan Vance, sends me a lot of things. Uh, but send me something from James Sparks over at the, uh, he does the Fan Nation College Ball HQ, it's part of SI. And he is referencing a report that came from, uh, I want to say it's My, uh, Michael Hayes is his name? Uh, totally blanking on his... Uh, Matt Hayes, Matt Hayes. Right, and so he said four days ago, sources, and Matt Hayes is of Saturdays out west. I believe it's like the Saturdays down south. Yeah, that just expanded to the west. Um, so he says, so we're going to continue with this charade, this exercise in futility despite the inevitable. The Pac-12 may soon sign a new undervalued meter rights deal. The Pac-12 may soon believe it has saved itself the time being, but ladies and gentlemen, the Pac-12 isn't long for the new college sports landscape. Quote, if anyone thinks the Big Ten isn't coming back for more, they're not following along, end quote, an industry source told Saturdays Out West this week. The official end of the wildly underrated Pac-12 arrives when the Big Ten finds a media rights partner, network, cable, or television, and or streaming service to foot the bill for the conference to add more schools in the Pac-12. Because the Big Ten isn't leaving USC and UCLA alone out west coast, it must protect its investment. I think it's an interesting point. I think, I think it's a really interesting point. The idea that 
the uh, the Big Ten adding more schools out west is protecting their investment in the conference. I think that's a very interesting point. I'm not sure if I 110% agree with it, um, because think about it like this. So the Big Ten is going to distribute whatever it is, $1 million per year to their 16 members, 14, 16 members, uh, yeah, 16 member schools. Right, they're going to distribute that that cash all the way to them. It's going to come out to let's just say you know if it's let's just say one billion divided by sixteen. All right, sixty-two million five hundred thousand per school is what they're going to be distributing. At that point in time, and I think it's actually going to be more than that, is what they think. Um, but still, let's just say one billion for right now. Let's just say it's sixty-three. So for the Big Ten to add Oregon and Washington. Uh, and to make money off that. It's the same thing as the Big 12 schools are facing right now. They would have to see the television partners or some television partner value Oregon and Washington at $63 million, right? Because if that's the case, that is the case, you know, um, they did. If they can make them full members, great. You add them, they're getting the same share. Ah, but here's the problem. If they don't, let's just say they're they're valued at $50 million, then it comes out of everybody else's pockets, to add them in. And also, if you are an Iowa, if you are a Illinois, if you are an Indiana, if you are a Rutgers, if you are a Maryland, if you are a Purdue, if you are a Northwestern, all right, is it a better, is it a good idea to add these two schools because you're making money hand over fist? The, the question now is, how competitive can you be? How competitive are your schools going to be amongst the other elite schools or other schools in the Big Ten? Because, you know, like Oregon football, Washington football are ahead of a lot of those brands. And look, let's see how long conferences or divisions rather last in the Big Ten. But I think it's something we have to consider here, that, you know, that like those schools, we, we know that Kevin Warren wanted to go further, but some of those schools weren't interested. Can you really, can you really be mad at them though? I mean... I think it's something we have to think like, you know, those schools belong in the Big Ten, I think. I think it makes sense to get those two great West Coast partners to add them to USC and UCLA, the two best brands out there. But if you don't think the value's there, right? And I mean, is, is it worth it? Like, like, you're getting a lot better recruits? Is it, you know, is it worth for you if you're not? If you have to share some of your money, it's a hell no, right? I mean, like, why do we need this? We're already breaking in money hand over fist. And if they're not upping the value of the league, maybe next time around they do, sure. But, you know, because because there's no others, you know, we're out offering late Pac-12 games and, and, and we're offering the best with UCLA, USC, Oregon, and Washington. We're better than the Big 12 with Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado. Sure, you can make that argument, but how much money is it going to make? And do you think this sets your programs back in multiple sports? And is it worth that kind of risk? I think it's a great question. I think it's a really good question that Pac-12 ADs considered before. Like, they had a chance to add Oregon and Washington. They decided not to. They decided not to make those overtures to Oregon and Washington and left them alone out there. I think there's a reason for it. So I know this is an idea, and I know it's one industry source. Uh, you know, it says, and once again, this is from uh, Matt Hayes from four days ago. But I think we have to consider that too. Now, once again, I would love, love to pick off those two schools I think it'd be amazing if the Big 12 were, were to get those two schools. I think it's more likely they add the other schools, the other four, the four corner schools. But maybe with the sinking valuation, 
the Big Ten can say, all right, well, we don't have to make these guys full media partners. They might just take the less, you know, a lesser share, right? And we're not going to subsidize them to make it equal. So let's just say, okay, we have to add them at $50 million, but, you know, uh, that's what TV companies will pay. But we're not going to, uh, Iowa, Northwestern, Purdue, you guys don't have to give any of your money to make it even. They're going to take less money because guess what? They're, what's their other option? They go to the Big 12 and make 35 a year, 36 a year, even, let's just even say 40 a year. Sure, but what if we offer them 50? That's more money they're going to be making, not even as full partners. And then the next time the TV contract comes around, we make them full partners. That could easily happen. But once again, there is the question of the competition for the other schools, the Iowas, the Northwesterns, all of them. They have to answer that as well. So I think these are all interesting talking points, all stuff we're going to keep focusing on right now. But I'll go back to my prediction, guys. I, think I want to hear your all's thoughts too. Are we at a greater than 50% chance, you think? Or, or am I right at 50-50? It's saying, hey, it could go either way. We could see a deal get done. Obviously, it's probably going to be much less value than we thought. Or or do we think that, yeah, we're, we're leaning towards schools being picked off? Because, guys, right now I'm in the middle. I've laid out all of these things for you all, and there's reasons on both sides, right? The Pac-12 does value the quality of their academic institutions, and they do want to remain together. It's very, that's very, you know, that, that, that sentiment is strong there. But also, so is the allure of the opportunities and the security that the Big 12 and the Pac-12, or the, the Big 12 and the Big 10 are offering right now. These are all things I think have to be considered. And with, as time's in, you know, gone by, guys, and we are now, uh, today is Tuesday when I'm recording this. You are seeing this on Wednesday. We are now a week away uh, from the Pac-12 tournament starting. Let's see, Pac-12 basketball uh, tournament. We'll double-check this because I think a lot of people believe that, hey, if there's a deal, we're going to hear about it. So 8th through the 11th, we are one week away from this Pac-12 basketball tournament at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. A lot of folks think that's where, that's where we're going to see a deal be announced. They want to have a deal done by then. If you don't have one by then, the Sharks are going to circle. Just telling you it's going to happen. All right, so I think they're on the clock here, and uh, they're not going to be, they're not going to have, you know, the opportunities are, are feeling like they're fewer and far between for a good quality deal, or at least the kind of deal they thought they were going to get. That will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find me at JoshNeighbors underscore. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe. I think we're going to set a goal of 3,600 by the end of March. So please, please help us subscribe. It really does help us a lot. So uh, Locked On Big 12 is where you guys can find us on YouTube. Also, Locked On Big 12, wherever you get your podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.